What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. Here we are. <laughs> no, yeah, my name is Noah. Excited to get another episode out for you. We got Brian. What's up, guys? Hope you guys are all doing good. No, yeah, we got Adam. Hey. So, yeah, check us out on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at Nonstop BB Pod on both sites. You know, just interact with us submitted some questions we haven't gotten many questions recently that's fine if you just enjoy listening but if you want specific things talked about on this podcast make sure you reach out to us we really appreciate it um another thing that you could do is we're on apple podcasts now i don't know if you i don't know if you guys know that if you give us a little five-star review that that really helps us out and also we got some good written reviews so far and i think once we like stockpile a few more we might read a few on the podcast because some of them are pretty entertaining so far. But I think we're just going to hop right into the podcast and we're going to start with something special. Dodgers looking for their first extra innings run. They missed their fourth try. Seager gets into a ball. Way back there. It's gone. First pitch of the 12th. A two-run shot from Corey Seager. Dodgers 8, Padres 6. So, yeah, that's like kind of what Brian was talking about last week is, you know, first pitch of the, the extra inning frame right there was a two-run home run. But if you're listening to this, you probably already saw the Saturday and Sunday of the pod, of the Padres-Dodgers series, but we just saw Friday night, and it was exciting. What did you think of it, Adam? It was great. I mean, it's the two titans of the NL West. Finally, we get to see them play against each other. And, uh, man, I'm so hyped to see them play again like 18 more games 18 are you trying to tell me the giants are a titan of the nl west that's exactly what i'm saying oh who's number two in the nl west right yeah (laughs) man i mean technically it's the giants but the padres have more wins yeah that's one of those weird uh, percentage things but man dude that game was insane last night it's gonna be such a great year watching those teams battle it out all season i mean this was just the first game that's the crazy part no, yeah. And it's just, I think, classic case is just the Padres letting the Dodgers hang around for too long. I mean, the Padres fought to clot back, but in extra innings specifically, it's like you're giving the Dodgers too much time here. They're going to, something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. If that's, that's just not a team that you can give that much time. Yeah. I mean, dude, you, when you're playing the Dodgers, you got to just put them away because they're, they're just on another level. You can't, you give them an opportunity to win the game, nine times out of 10, they're going to take it away and win the game. Yeah, shout out to David Price. I stood up for my boy an episode or two ago. He still was looking a little rough, but last two outings, he's been solid. He had a save earlier this week and then had the win last night. Dude, speaking of David Price, one of my favorite moments of that entire game was uh, Jake uh, Cronenworth was on the mound in extras, a position player on the mound, who threw a pitch to David Price, a pitcher, who hit the ball into left field where it was caught by Joe Musgrove, a pitcher. <laughs> that is there's also funny. a sack fly for david price i think it, it was a sack fly yeah but it's just a... it was just really funny to see a position player on the mound and then two pitchers being <laughs> yeah. position players exactly never gotta, change nl yeah you gotta love nl baseball instead of having an actual hitter up there in a you know a, a <laughs> game we got david price and then joe musgrove in left field you know while we're talking about like the nl al dh type of thing did you guys hear about that new rule? It's like the hook rule they're trying out in the minors. Yeah, the double hook, I think. Yeah, double hook. Have you heard about that rule? 
I have. Uh, only a little bit. So it's probably like one of the hardest things to explain, but like basically what it is, is you get a DH until you change your pitcher and then the relievers have to hit. So it, it's really weird. I personally, like I'm much more of the fan. Like, I don't like that either. Let's go DH or let's go. No DH. Yeah. It should kind of just be all or nothing. Like, bro, relievers are worse at hitting than starting pitchers. Like, why are we putting it in a situation where only the relievers have to hit? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm just a fan of the, the universal DH. I think it was great last year. And I think, like, already most teams – well, in the, as in, like, 10, 15 years, if we have universal DH, then a lot more teams will maybe just have one set DH. But teams already are kind of already doing the matchup thing with their DH, especially late in games. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so the being a Giants fan, obviously last year we had the universal DH. This year we don't. So this is Kevin Gosman's first time having to hit as a Giant. And oh my, that dude has no interest in being in the batter's box. <laughs> like some of the ugliest swings I've ever seen. And they're kind of just like half trying swings because he's just like, I want to get this over with. Dude, no, yeah, speaking of that, last night, because when the, the Dodgers were already up big by the time Joe Musgrove got to the plate, mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm the manager, I'm just saying, don't even move the bat don't off your shoulder hurt. at all. Yeah. But he was like swinging. I was like, dude, Joe Musgrove, what are you doing? Don't get hurt, please. But he was fine. But I was like, it's NL baseball. It's just like, I, a fan of baseball, am watching a game and hoping that the guy with the bat just doesn't swing the ball at all. Like, what is this? I don't know. Yeah, no, it, I've grown on the universal DH. I used to be a hardcore NL guy. Like, I like the strategy and the no DH, but it's just there's too a lot much of, risk for injury. There's a lot of fun to be had in the chaos of having pitchers hit, but it is, it, I think it is definitely, uh, it's just better. To, to just not don't let him unless I mean, it's let, somebody like otani in which case let him let, let's be honest though do we really want to live in a world where bartolo clone didn't hit a home run because there's a universal dh we're, well we're in that world <laughs> and now we can move past <laughs> it, bartolo clone has hit his home run <laughs> we could be thankful we're done. we had it we can move on the we very got next day we they should have just hit implemented it yeah we've <laughs> hit the peak we've already peaked go out on top Oh, that, that is a great point. We experienced it. We love it for what it is. Time to move on. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't hate that we had pitchers hitting. I just don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the division standings. So, Because, I mean, it's really early on, but there's some interesting leaders of the divisions. And when you look at them, maybe only two teams we thought could have a chance to be there at the beginning of the year, arguably three. Maybe Noah will say four. But in the AL East, we have the Boston Red Sox in first. AL Central, we got the Royals. The West, we have Seattle. And then the new NL East, we have the New York Mets, with the Reds being the Central and the Dodgers being from the West. Do any of those stick out to you guys? I mean, Seattle, obviously. Um, in a division that has Oakland and Houston. That's Dude, weird. I just I just realized we don't even have Oakland on here in the standings. Are they that bad? They just they're in third. They're in third. Are they? <laughs> they're just banished. You guys got off to a bad start. Get out of here. Oh yeah. I think I was like gonna put in all the games behind, but I was like, it's too much typing. So then I deleted it, but I accidentally deleted Oakland <laughs> too. <laughs> um 
but yeah, it's interesting. I remember looking at Seattle and being like, oh man, what are they, they have like a really hot pitching or just like a super hot offense. And they got some good bats, you know, like no, they've just been balanced. Yeah. Hanniger and Seager have been good, but like, they've also just been winning close games. Like their run differential is negative seven right now. Hey, and doesn't matter. Yeah. Number one could be worse. Could be Oakland. They're negative 19. <laughs> yeah. That was the, definitely the, that first series for Oakland. So one question I want to ask you guys about this is, I would say like the Mets and the Dodgers are probably the least surprising of all the division winners. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. So then, then we have Cincinnati, Seattle, the Royals and the Red Sox of those four teams. Who do you think is most likely to still be there at the halfway point And then the end of the Cincy. season too. You think Cincy? Cincy? Not even close. Not even a question. That. Cincy. The only, the only I team mean, that they've really got to fight for it is either Milwaukee or St. Louis. Let's be honest. Pittsburgh is not doing it. Oh, That's not a thing. Poo-poos. And then Chicago, the, the Cubs just aren't. I mean, they're the they're back to being the Cubs. They can go back into their hundred year drought. That's where they're at. Do you know what my hot take is? I kind of like low key think it might be the Royals. I want it to be the Royals. Like I would love to see the Royals win the Central. I could see it. I think Cleveland and and uh, the White Sox are a little bit. Uh, they're a little unruly. I think they both have chances to make runs. Oh, and Minnesota too. Point. Yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota too. Hey, yeah, that's just a got JD back. Yeah. Honestly, both the centrals, I feel like the skill level is very close. Like just yeah. how it's spread out. Like there's not like one team that like Cincinnati's been good, but like they've been really hot. Like if their offense slows down, I'd be a little worried. Yeah, sure. But granted, they're the they lead the league in home runs. They have no like, they don't even look close to slowing down right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they're not. They're not showing signs of uh, of slowing. Yeah, man. No, I, go for it. No, yeah. When I think about the question you asked earlier, mm-hmm. I think I agree that the Reds have a better chance than the Red Sox specifically at at landing in first at the end of the year. But I also think they have a better chance at landing in fourth in the division than the Red Sox at the end of the year. If that makes any sense at all? No, that, no, I, I, mean, I, I absolutely yeah. makes sense. They could yeah. totally, I, they could totally have a, just a catastrophic collapse and then not remember how to hit the ball and lose like, you know, twenty out of thirty at some point. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I think the Red Sox, out, they might have the the best starting rotation so far in their division, or. Um, I think they're definitely better than the Yankees so far. And then <laughs> the Blue Jays, you just got to wait and see what some of those guys do. Um, but I'm not like, I wasn't going into it thinking the Red Sox are definitely going to be first. I thought they had a real good chance of being competitive and like 13 games in the season. If like, I'd be like, okay, I can see them being in first, especially because they're so hot in spring. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to be competitive and that, yeah. And just also the NL central is such a, just, every any other than the pirates any team could really win it because the cubs have just been so cold offensively so far too and you have to think the cubs will heat up but going back to one thing you said you jokingly said better than the yankees and when looking at all of the division standings i think the yankees really stick out to being last place in that division right now uh yeah what's going on with the yankees like they've got a lot of big names that are doing not big name things okay that's fair enough and, and, and like that, that hurts more than almost anything. Yeah. yeah I mean, Luke Voigt also not, has not been there. He's been a huge part of things for them. But when you've got guys like Stanton batting under 200, 
Oh, that's that hurts like morale wise you look at like <laughs> essentially the best hitter potentially potentially the best hitter in the league and you, uh, and he's batting under 200 and as a team you go oh we just suck now i mean stan was never a contact hitter obviously it's been really bad to start the season i mean right he's been yeah he has 13 strikeouts and 44 at bats that's you can't be striking out a fourth of your bad bats. No, That's it's real awesome. bad. And then like Judge was really bad early on. He's 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 definitely picked it up a little bit lately. Um, but but when Stanton and Judge, your two sort of big name power bats, just can't do anything with the ball, um, I, I feel like your whole team sort of slips into this like, oh god, we suck. And looking at their pitching, I mean every starting pitcher not named Garrett Cole or Jordan Montgomery is really is Jordan Montgomery a starter I said that and then I think he is yeah he's a starter Uh, yeah so every starter not named Garrett Cole or Jordan Montgomery is kind of struggling right now I mean Jameson Tyone I think they're definitely expecting more out of him he's been beat up a lot early on Corey Kluber hasn't been the Corey Kluber we know and love he's (laughs) definitely been getting beat up so it's gonna come down to if these pitchers can figure it out I think we know what the Yankees offense is Right. I don't think like they'll, 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 the offense will get it together. Yeah, they'll figure it out. I mean, names like DJ LeMayu, he's not going to hit 260 all year. And it, it just, it's things like that. I mean, Gary Sanchez will probably hit 240 all year. That That's Gary Sanchez. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think if this team's pitching figures it out, they could definitely turn it around. Yeah, that's probably one of their big, and again, that's kind of goes with what I was saying. Big name players not doing big name things. Corey Kluber, not, he, he not pitching like Corey Kluber. Yeah. yeah, I have more faith. I mean, because Tyon is just like he hasn't pitched in a year or two, and like Corey Kluber's that the same true. thing. But yeah. Kluber's also thirty-five, so I feel yeah, I feel like Tyon. It's like okay, there's a chance he's just he's gonna figure it out in a start or two. What about um, Herman? Well, he's didn't he get sent down? He got DFA'd. I think did he get DFA'd? I'm okay. super glad about that because he yeah. sucked to start. Yeah. Not only did he suck on the field, off the field, <laughs> yeah. also sucks. Yeah, fact. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you want to look that up, go for it. Not a great human being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do any other of these teams stick out to you guys when thinking about things that like surprise you, whether for good or bad? Mm. Of teams at the top? No, not really. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not surprised, but it's nice that the Phillies are off to a nice start. That that is true. I, I agree with that. I mean, we had talked about it in our prediction podcast where we were like, the Phillies just have all these big names: the Real Muto, the Bryce Harpers. And it just seems like there was something missing and they've seemed to have figured it out. And I'm glad for them. Yeah. Man, I guess staying in that same division. Um, are you, are you, any of you guys worried about the Braves at all? Bro, they got Pablo Sandoval pinch everything. Like he is the <laughs> king of pinch hit homers. Uh, he's also a pinch runner yesterday, which is yeah. like my favorite thing. Yeah. Probably yeah, one that's... of the slowest guys in major league baseball. Being put in. He's looking runner. more and more like Prince Fielder every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but dude there is something to him just continuously hitting pinch home runs that's pretty insane yeah, yeah nice. that's value in the clutch <laughs> so we had some big injuries come out this week uh most notably cody bellinger with uh, and you're gonna say johnny quita <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting to him i i'm learning i'm learning i know not the giants aren't the piece of everyone's heart but Cody Bellinger, I mean, he hasn't really – has he even really played for them this year? I think he played a little bit, but not much, right? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, let me see. Let me am, see. I, am I tripping in this? Because I, I thought know. he was hurt to begin the season. 
No, it didn't. But, uh, he, I don't know. Oh man, maybe I'm just crazy. I might be crazy. I think I am crazy. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has not been playing. He, yeah, he only has 19 at bats. 21. Yeah, he's, he's been in four games. Yeah, so he definitely hasn't played much. So I wasn't going crazy. That's good to know. Um, but he, they finally put him on the 10-day IL with a hairline fracture. I mean, he's arguably the best hitter in that lineup. I mean, some would say Seager, I guess. Some would say Mookie Betts. Just depends how you look at it. Um, he's a great piece of that lineup. I'm okay with him being out. <laughs> Go Giants. Yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> I'm I mean, the and Dodgers are like, I mean, in the regular season they're really just able to like shrug that off which is crazy to think about (laughs) no very few teams could lose a hitter like cody bellinger and just be able to replace him with someone who will still speaking of of, uh shrugging off injuries though tatis injured with like a totally mess what is this sub whatever shoulder subluxation yeah subluxation in the shoulder comes back and just hits a home run first day back why not he's back shrug off the injury who cares that is pretty insane because like there was a lot of people thinking he might have to get surgery. So just to, for him to shrug it off and be right back like that. He just insane. switched to a, he just switched to a two handed uh, backswing. Oh, he was, <laughs> he was up with the bases loaded and extras too, man. I was yeah. like, Oh, is this going to be it? And then he, oh. and then he botched the double play ball too. Oh yeah. Oh, it's still oh, good to see him I, was, I was going to bring that up because that is one thing that I did not miss about Tatis. The dude has got seven errors in six games. Wow, yeah. No, that's pretty crazy. Defensively, he is struggling. That That's something interesting to monitor long-term. Like, do they keep him at shortstop long-term if he's committing that many errors? Well, yeah, it's weird. It's just, I think he just needs to calm down a little bit because, like, in terms of, yeah. like, range, skill, and just, like, jump and, like, ability to get outs that other people can't get, he's, like, elite. Yeah, but, but he just makes he does, stupid He errors. rushes stuff sometimes. You okay. clear, clearly have the talent. The rest just really needs to be coached in. Yeah, or it's just like, you know, there's no chance at a throw, but he just throws it as hard as he can, and then yeah. Renner gets extra base because of that. <laughs> so it's almost – I think it's something you could say about his game and all is just like he's so talented and he's going 110% all the time. Like maybe sometimes he just needs to play like 90%, like slow down a bit. Just yeah. watch out. It's kind of like what they told, talked about with uh, Mike Trout. Like Mike Trout is an incredible athlete, but they don't want him diving in the field. And I know we mentioned this before, but it's just a good point to like really bring up that like some of these guys are so talented, you need them for the entire season. So you may not want them going 110%. Don't, don't take any unnecessary punishment. Exactly. And then in other injury news, Johnny Cueto of the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, hurt we won't be lap, seeing shimmies. <laughs> which is pretty funny because the – so his at bat right before he left the mound hurt, he sniffed a ground, a bunt base hit, and he. If you look at the Giants' top five in sprint speed, Johnny Cueto's name is there for his attempt to get on base at first. Wait, dude Cueto's was, an athlete, baby. Dude was hauling it down the line, still got thrown out, and then goes out there and has a lat injury in the leg. So maybe he pushed it a little too hard running down the bases there. But there's also some rumors that like something else was bothering him and he was pitching differently to compensate for it. And that's why he got hurt. So we'll, we'll see what's the going on. The is not in the leg. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. I said that and I'm talking and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, bro, yeah, what did I just say? I'm going to just keep going. Hopefully no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> I got caught. Uh-huh. But dude, Johnny Cueto, he pitched three games, 20 innings. He would have gone more if he didn't get pulled out. But 18 strikeouts, four walks, has a He's batting average uh, under 200 against him. He's been looking like vintage Johnny Cueto, which is something we haven't seen in a long time. 
and they're hoping he just misses two starts. So I hope to see him back soon. I yeah. think he should have gotten pulled out earlier and on the start against the Rockies where he went eight and two thirds. This is I mean, true. Yeah. yeah. Like I was just like, especially with its like I was watching that and I was like, oh, okay, he's coming out, especially with Kapler as the manager. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, just coming off of, you know, not being the healthiest and now he's looking good. Let's just get him out of there. And then it's like, let him throw 118 pitches, which isn't like absurd, but it's like, especially early in the year and with the, it is a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, it, and, and Cueto doesn't have the billing of, of a guy like Bauer who wants to be out there for 200 pitches. Yeah. But so Cueto, so the reason he was out there so long is it went back to like a year or two prior where Cueto was having pitching a great game. Kapler pulled him in the seventh on like a one hitter. And then the Giants ended up losing the game. And there was kind of a report that Cueto wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> so they had had a conversation. And I think this was kind of the result of that conversation. Cueto was pitching a great game. So Kapler left him in to trust him. I mean, the Giants won that game, but pitching 118 innings could have something to do with this injury now. So yeah. that is interesting well, to monitor. I know. You when, you, when you throw 118 innings in a single game. Yeah, oh, my that's, God. That's pretty crazy. I'm in shambles. Damn. I'm that's a shambles. lot of innings, man. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, pitching a lot of innings and pitching really well, got another no-no. Carlos Ooh. Rodon. No hits Wait. the Indians. Yeah, so we do it. Wait, here we go. Here we go. Got some audio. Oh, it's oh. it's oh oh see now it's not me messing up. We all mess up, see? Focusing. Three and two. Rodon. To third. Moncada. Carlos Rodon has thrown a no-hitter. Yeah, that was a, that was a call, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was a call. As far as no-hitter calls go. That was just pretty okay. basic. It was it after the Orsillo one. Yeah, last well, okay, week. yeah, any Orsillo, <laughs> but Orsillo is in a league of his own. I feel like most it? most announcers would do better than that call, though. That call was pretty. Yeah, lackluster. that's true. <laughs> I love that guy, though. He's great, but it's no, just it's like that. That call was. You not need the best. some more emotion. Enthusiasm. It's the emotion too, though. Like the passion. Like I, yeah. I get no passion out of that call. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of that too is that he lost a perfect game in the ninth inning. That is uh, true. Because his slider nice. was too good. Dude, I if you're the hitter there though, you gotta get out of the way. Like I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think he I if I'm the hitter though, I don't think that that's gonna that, that pitch was gonna break that hard. Yeah, I agree with Adam there. Yeah, like that, that, that slider was absolutely disgusting. Oh, it's just tragic, man. One hit by pitch in the ninth inning away from yep. it. Eight and a third oh. perfect, and then hits it. So we've had two th- no-hitters this year <laughs> yeah. that have that have been lost. The perfect games that have been lost by a no-hitter or by a hit by pitch. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Something, dude, I feel like every perfect game, too, has that one play where you're like, dude, that play, I knew when it, it, it was done. Like, when yeah. Gregor Blanco made the diving catch in Matt King, yep, I knew it was game. In this game, dude, Abreu made that play at first base, and I was like, oh, it's a perfect game. Like, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like, that play yeah. was so great, yeah, so athletic. Some... Well, you, you know that it's a special game. You know, yeah. There's, there's definitely just times where the defense steps up and you go, oh, yeah, this they, they all want this. It's but, just uh, like, oh, dude, it, <laughs> but it was heartbreaking. Other good pitching, Glasnow, Shane Bieber have both yeah. been pitching fantastic. Got some studs Shane, out here. Shane Bieber has the uh, a, a uh, asterisk complete game shutout. Uh, he he did the full nine, 
and then it goes to extras and whatever. But it, yeah, tough. Still tough. good. Crazy yeah, good scenes. Really quick, just to go back to Carlos Rodon. That's probably my best uh, uh, feeling as podcast host so far. Thanks. <laughs> There's a couple episodes I was saying I was excited about him. Definitely did not have a no hitter on the horizon, but <laughs> yeah, shout out to Rodon. He's been nasty in the past and then shoulder, elbow stuff. And hopefully he could sustain a nice little season. But but yeah, Bieber and Glass now looking nasty and like the two top dogs in the Cy Young race. Yeah. So I are you guys ready to move on from pitching or you want to talk about pitching some more? Oh, I, I did have one thing to say from earlier. Oh. As we we're talking about Orsillo, I don't know if you guys are watching all of the game last night, but when uh, Santana hit Mateo and then they were talking to each other and they got a little close, Orsillo was so hyped. And then he goes, Oh, now we're going to fight. And then it cuts and they're just like pretty much calmly talking to each other. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like the Gus Johnson, but for baseball. And I love it. It's so funny. And like, I guess I see how he thought they were maybe going to fight because I was like, they hit, they're talking, they're getting close, but then they just like didn't fight at all. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but yeah, go for it, bro. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. <laughs> this one might hit a little more close to home for Adam. Um, oh which replay system is worse, the MLBs or the NFLs? <laughs> because, dude, I mean, God, they're both bad. Dude, like the Alec Bohm call, like that was one of the worst calls I've literally ever seen. didn't touch the plate. Like actually, oh. just didn't. And they reviewed I think that, it. And they put it in slow motion and I still think, missed it. I think the the thing that needs to change, and 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 I think that this would actually solve a ton of a ton of problems. New York or whoever the hell is reviewing the calls cannot know what it was called on the field. I think uh, that it is, I think that it is, I, I, I think that there's way too much like mental pressure for them to uphold calls on the field. I, I don't necessarily agree with that because sometimes it's like the thing we see in the NFL all the time. You have to have evidence to overturn the call on field. Cause like the, the call on field should always carry weight. That's my opinion. But and when you you're reviewing a play, to overturn. when you are reviewing a play to have it be 100% accurate, the ruling on the field no longer matters. You're reviewing it now. The, the uh, ruling on the field is irrelevant. You're re- if you're already breaking pace to, to review it, the ruling on the field has no standing anymore. Because now, uh, now your goal is not to uphold or overturn. Your goal is just get the call right. What is the correct call for what you're looking at now in the review? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know if I can get on board with that. I, Noah, what are you thinking about this? I just think that's kind of impossible because like, especially with like, you're looking at replays and stuff like, like you're going to see umpires calls in the replay, I feel like too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, you know, you, you try your hardest to not, not show it. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it would be that the replay officials I think it would just be taking the weight away from the uh, call on the field is would be like, but still they'd probably. But again, if you're already reviewing it, you're already taking, you're already taking away from the call on the field by reviewing well, it. You're already no, saying, no, yeah, that I'm saying we're calling it into question. I'm just saying that. Just get, I'll go for it. I'm just saying that you can't have the replay officials not know the call, but you can tell them that don't even like, 
think about don't it. think you need to absolutely be sure to overturn it just look at it and then get it right is which is i think is what you're saying too, I, I'm, right? I mean i'm saying you should not expressly tell the people reviewing the call you should not expressly tell them what it was called on the field if they if they infer it from other things fine but do not expressly tell them because I, I really do think that that affects their decision-making process and makes calls get like what happened with Alec Baum. Straight up wrong. A, a straight up incorrect call. Yeah, because there is like a split second where his like foot's behind the catcher and you can't see. <laughs> yeah, but then you but can like, sync it up with a different angle and realize that, that it's a mile That's the crazy away. part though. This all got, it, it got approved because the like half a second where you don't know where the foot is. Yeah, but... You can and sync it up with another crazy. angle and realize, oh yeah, well now we know where the foot is because we Honestly, can. We have... Why are they not doing that regardless? Like, why are they not? I don't know. That's just crazy because literally, it, it didn't. Essentially, what it came down to is they didn't know where the foot was for like the tiniest, smallest part, yeah. portion of a second, and, they and yet like, they have the tools to know where it is. Yeah, we we're like, but, oh, we don't know if it's touching the plate or but not. Again, in this small so, little so situation. Again, what I what I see in that is New York is looking for. How can we, what can we look to, to uphold the, the ruling on the field? And they look at that and they go, yep, that'll work. Not overwhelming evidence. Keep, keep the call. Yeah. I, I do think though that we, this is maybe early running for manager reaction of the year, Brian Snitker <laughs> throwing his hat in the air and just being like, what are we doing here guys? <laughs> I mean, I valid it. reaction. Dude, that's honestly some of my I love when managers just lose their cool over like something so simple. I mean, but that's a little more yeah, than granted, something this this simple. is more than something simple, but dude, that's like my favorite thing when like a manager loses their mind. Yeah. Just in general. It's great. Kapler does it all the time. I love it. Yeah, that was a that was a really it's it's real bad. Replay's real bad. I don't think it's quite as bad as the NFL yet. Um but boy, <laughs> is it bad. The, the 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 thing that the MLB has worse than the NFL is is umpiring. Uh, that's bad. That's yeah. just not good. That's some of that on-field calls. Some of that is straight up not okay. <laughs> as long as Angel Hernandez is still umping games, we have problems. Yeah, he had a few that were really bad yesterday. Dude, I don't think I've ever like he's never umped a game and not been on Twitter for he, bad. He calls. called it's he hilarious. called a three he called a three pitch strikeout on and two of them were not in the zone at all. We love to see it, which is just remarkable. Dude, talking about things that are just hilarious and stupid, uh, let's talk about this uh, Wilson Contreras situation. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> the Cubs versus Brewers rivalry. We love to see it. Do you want to give the breakdown for it, Noah? Yeah, so Contreras, I think, in the past has been hit quite a few times in the Brewers matchup. But nope. that's also, I think, a large part just where it stands in the box. And But he, get, he did get hit in the head. He got a glancing blow in the head and then um, which obviously no one's going to like that ever. And then (laughs) later on in the series, there's a pitch that was over the strike zone. He sticks his elbow into, doesn't get hit, but he's very clearly trying to get hit. Yeah. And then, and then he gets hit a second time on a pitch that he's check swinging on. And then he gets mad that he, it's like you put your body in the way. Literally swung into this ball. Yeah. And then, and then they, and then Ryan Tapera of the Cubs throws behind pitcher Brandon Woodruff. And it's like, what are you doing? I don't know. Like Contreras ended up hitting a huge 
two run go ahead home run in that game. So I good for him, I guess. So, but I was just like, I don't see would, any. I'm not a Contreras fan would, at all. Woodruff's, Woodruff's reaction to to that was yeah. really funny too, because he <laughs> you could just see him. He literally just like like turns, looks at the mound, and just goes, "That's effed up. <laughs> yeah. That's effed up." And he says it like four times, and he's, he's like, just like, "What are we That's doing here, up, man?" That's effed up. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy part is before Contreras got hit, he had that one part where he was trying to get hit. He like threw his mm-hmm. elbow out. Yeah. It's like, yeah. bro, what are you doing? He's like, he's, you can't complain about getting hit and then try to get hit. He's trying to be trying to get mad. Yeah. I, I mean, not... it worked. He crunched a two run homer. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. got mad. <laughs> not a, like, like I said, I don't like Contreras here. I'm not justifying it, but it reminded me of a story of kevin euclid back in the day you i forget which teammate he was talking to but he was like he was a guy that kind of crowded the plate and he'd get hit a lot because pitchers like to pitch him inside it wouldn't get hit intentionally but just does you know what would happen he goes man i'm sick of getting hit and then someone went well just no matter what next time you get hit just storm the mound like crazy <laughs> and then <laughs> rick young rick porcello's out there and just never hits anyone on purpose just you know as two seamer gets away he throws it and rick porcello is like oh man but then kevin euclid just sprints out to the mound <laughs> and tackles porcello porcello it's the most confused you've ever seen a pitcher in like a, a scrap he's like wait what are you doing <laughs> but i think that works euclid's like he's like you don't want to hit euclid's now <laughs> guy's gonna be crazy and run out at you yeah I think part of it was, I don't know, I don't know if Contreras necessarily thought he was getting hit on purpose, but he's just like, you know, I'm sick of getting hit. Yeah. It's just, dude, why would you throw at the other team's pitcher? Like, I don't know, because you're wild. Yeah, don't do that. I I just don't, I failed to understand. (laughs) Yeah, this is dumb. Let's see, what other pitching news? Scherzer has passed Cy Young. Strikeouts, big boy stuff. Yeah, Scherzer is insane. Dude's a beast. Yeah, it's crazy. Opening day, gave up four homers. That didn't even necessarily have a bad start. You only gave up four runs that start. But ever since then, he's been looking like himself again, back to 237 ERA. And then over this, he had uh, 10 strikeouts over seven. Shout out innings, not two, like I put. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I think he actually needed all 10 strikeouts to pass him too. So I think, yeah, I think he, it was on his mind for sure. You know, I read something crazy about Scherzer that like, I can't find it now. I'm kind of looking for it, but this is like the third opening day or something in a row where Scherzer gave up like multiple home runs. It's kind of just something he's done to start seasons, which is pretty crazy to think about. He's he's got to give himself a bad ERA so that he can battle back to get a to get a good one again. <laughs> he it's, needs it's to be mad of, about something. He, he is. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's a psychopath. He's he wants insane. a good comeback story. Yeah, I mean, the dude's a the dude's a madman. Have you ever, have you ever looked at him? Um, yeah, dude. He is. So I, I think he just yeah he 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 wants to get himself mad, and that's what I believe. He has some of the most legendary like pictures of him just with like the black eye. Oh, I, st- I still think my favorite Scherzer moment is when he was like eight innings deep in a game pitching absolutely lights out. Um, and I don't remember what batter was coming up. It doesn't really matter. But the manager starts walking up to the mount and he literally just screams at him. No, like go like, <laughs> no, like I'm not being pulled. And he did not get pulled. And then he, he struck said, that batter out. Because how, how are you going to tell him? No, like, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Guy's crazy. I love Scherzer. Cool. Scherzer is so, so much fun. Let's talk about the hottest hitter in baseball. I'm kind of curious if you guys know exactly where I'm taking this. I assume you do. I mean, it but could be a lot of people. 
Ronald Acuna Jr. He, I yeah. think he's like the hottest hitter in baseball right now. The, the dude is just on fire, bro. Yeah, yeah. now league leading homers. Oh, what what do you got to say, Noah? I mean, oh, uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. I thought you were gonna go JD Martinez right there. I knew that was hey, gonna JD's, come out. <laughs> JD's hot too. No, for sure, crazy I mean, hot. Yeah. Wait, let me see. Let me get all the let me get all the stats. <laughs> so i have ronald cunha stats up right now so while you're looking I mean, stats, batting I'll 429. he's yeah. batting 429 he, i believe he leads the majors in home runs he yeah, has seven, seven now he has six doubles he has a triple he's not striking out that much nine strikeouts to seven walks that's a solid ratio three stolen bases the yeah. dude is just on fire an ops over 1.4 the only problem with with acuna right now is that he is the braves offense mm-hmm. yeah um no, he's not getting help even from freddie freeman who i love freddie freeman has not been freddie freeman of old yeah i want to find the uh the thing i said but he he accounts for like almost half of the of the braves uh runs actually yeah i'm looking at it now like every other starter is almost at like 200 or lower you got freddie freeman 200 ozzy albies 150 Dansby Swanson, 190. Marcelo Zuna, 204. He's getting no help right now from that offense. And those are some big names that really need to figure out. Dude, yeah, Austin Riley's batting 190. This offense outside of Acuna is not looking so good. But Acuna. Well, I mean, Pablo (laughs) Sandoval, though. (laughs) Off the bench, Pablo Sandoval. Off the bench, Pablo. You know, I'm looking at J.D. Martinez's stats. They're they're pretty comparable. You know, yeah. Over the last week, though, uh, Cunha's definitely the hottest hitter over the last week. But yeah, Yeah, JD's been a big part of this absolute surge that Boston's been putting together. Oh, yeah. It's been pretty wild. Yeah, they went from getting swept uh, opening series to at one point having the second best run differential in baseball. I think now the Reds have the second best run differential in baseball. But To put it in terms our viewers will understand, they went from being the doo-doo poo-poo to being really good. I mean, the, the Orioles are six and eight, man. They, they're not horrible. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I, I was trashing the Giants for losing a series to Seattle, and here they are in first place in that division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but those things I, happen. So, yeah, Acuna, very young, hot player. I feel like his, his hype has cooled down a little bit, especially with the rise of Fernando Tatis Jr., but I got a little hypothetical for you guys. Ooh. Who would you rather take right now, Fernando Tatis Jr. or Ronald Acuna Jr. The Battle of the Juniors? Oh, am right I like now? Bu- if Acuna, I'm like building a not team, even close. or like what? Just you're Depends building a team. Place. You got them for the next, uh, I don't know, let's say ten years. Yeah. If it's if it's right now, Acuna. I agree. I mean, I don't and, and it's not particularly close. Yeah. I think that Acuna is batting better, and I think he's fielding way better. Um, now, I don't know about way better. Fernando Tatis Jr. has, I think, potential to be like a, an elite right. defensive short. But, I, but like right now, Acuna is fielding a lot better. I think they're much more comparable if you average it all out. I think they're, they're, they're more, a lot more similar. But I think right the question now, for me, like the reason I say it, like it, it, if you're building a team matters, because like if I'm trying to build a team for the next 10 years, I think I take Tatis just because of the position he plays. Like, having a plus hitter at shortstop is like so much harder to find than a plus hitter in the outfield. 
So in terms of like roster building and building a team, if I have to choose one to be my young cornerstone, I'm probably going to take Tatis over Acuna. But saying that, I probably like Acuna as a player more than I like Tatis, if that makes any sense what I just said. No, it makes sense. Yeah, I think I'd take Acuna because just it's over. He's still, he's only 23. And then over four years, he's averaged a 932 OPS. I mean, he's played 327 games. So you know what he's going to do in the playoffs too. I mean, I'm confident Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be good, but he still only played 149 games. And uh, I just, yeah, if you're, if you're like, what do you want to lock in right now? I'd lock in Acuna. Yeah, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. I just like the OPS by position shortstop is like by far the lowest if you average out the league. So that's the only reason I say like just yeah. based on averages, like finding, a finding a really good batting batting shortstop is, is a rare thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, and also Tatis Jr. I mean, the subluxation didn't keep him out too long, but he's already had like another, his rookie year. He had a, I forget what injury it was, but he was out for a good chunk he is of time. He's starting too. to look a little injury prone. So yeah. let's talk about this Ronald Acuna contract he signed. <laughs> uh, the Braves got in a little early and got him to sign an eight year, hundred million dollar contract, which they have two options too that make it 10 years, 124 million. I'm here for it. They have Acuna signed until he was 31. A perfect. Perfect. If you're going to do long contracts, perfect. Yeah. I not just, if you're Acuna. <laughs> not if you're Acuna, because especially yes. after he saw the Tatis contract. And yeah, 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 yeah. We know what Juan Soto's about to make. Like, Acuna was in line to get paid. Right. I'm, I'm talking from the I'm talking from the from the Braves perspective. Oh, that was. <laughs> mm. Yeah. The Braves Chef's kiss. I mean, absolute money. Perfect. Yeah. No, they locked down a stud. That is a contract that your front office dreams of. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Giants had with Madison Bumgarner. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know. It just, like, I'm glad. Like, Acuna obviously accepted it because he got his payday. But it's just crazy thinking back in, like, hindsight that how much money he potentially missed out on. I just think it's easier for certain players like Mookie Betts and Tatis Jr., whose families are – big leaguers and are just they're just more well-off people to wait and get the best deal possible especially like Mookie Betts waiting till free agency and it's like Acuna Jr I don't necessarily know exactly what his background is but I don't think he has any relatives in the major leagues I don't know but I just think it's just easier for it's like if you throw money at me it's like I'm taking that guaranteed money I mean that's still a hundred million dollars over eight years like so it's all about perspective and some people it's not about the money like Acuna's mate, like, dude, think about it. He still has, he's a millionaire. He still has a hundred million dollars. Like that's an insane amount of money. So yeah, I, I totally understand that aspect. So fun hypothetical then, while we're talking about really hype young players, some of which have family in baseball, I'm interested. What would you think Vladdy Jr. gets? See, he's going to be someone who waits. I, right. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you what do you think that the Jays are willing to to give him? I don't know. I, well, it's how many years down the line is that going to be too? Exactly. I, yep. I think you might see Vlad be in a similar situation to Mookie Betts, where he kind of just waits till arbitration's yep. over and all that, because like Could he's be. in no position to do it now. Like, unless yeah. the Blue Jays give him something ridiculous like Tatis territory, which I don't know if the Blue Jays have the means for that. I don't know. Be interesting. The Jays don't I mean, have any uh, super like massive contracts that. Well, that they, they have did to deal just with. bring in 
uh, Springer, and then they got Simeon, who's been looking really good. So if they want to keep him, he's going to cost more money. I, I don't think they signed Guerrero until later on if they choose to. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah. uh, so far, our OPS bet, Nova, is not looking great. Yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about how I talked about Carlos Rodon, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as you get one right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I know. Yeah, Rowdy Tella has been struggling. He had a bomb this week, though. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's I've uh, I'd, uh, flat, flat eat it too. Vlad has yeah, looked like it. oh my god, Vlad has looked like an insane hitter. Yeah, he, Vlad's been insane for the Blue Jays. Boba Vlad's been, been figuring out too. that whole launch angle thing, and uh, he's been launching <laughs> some balls. <laughs> it's been hey, when you uh, figure it out, it tends yeah. to work. Exactly. Yeah, he's been fun. Oh yeah. Flo Bichette with the nasty yeah. walk-off. Yeah, let's hear that. Breaking ball high in the air. Hicks ranging back at the wall, at the track. Get out of here. God, a walk-off home run for Bo Bichette. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, dude, Bo Bichette, he's been on fire to start the year. Looking at his line, I mean, the only thing is I would like him to strike out a little less. He has three walks to 14 strikeouts, maybe – even out that ratio a bit, but do you know what? He's a young player still figuring it out and yeah. he's hitting well. So that's all that matters. Yeah. And then add him to your, your the, the short list of uh, good hitting shortstops. Uh, yeah. Dude, it's crazy of that short list. How many are free agents after this year? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty ridiculous thinking about. Yeah. That is, that is crazy. But yeah. Who would have thought that Boba Shett would be, uh, would be, would be striking out more than Vladdy. <laughs> and walking yeah. and walking a ton that. and walking a ton less yeah it Vlad's drawing walks that, that's the only thing i get nervous about it's the same with marcus simeon because he has 17 strikeouts to six walks and even kevin biggio they have a lot yeah. of guys in this lineup right now striking out a lot more than they're walking yeah and i think once they could figure out some of those this team could be really dangerous yeah. No, yeah, it's just no, yeah. I remember. I mean, it worked out for them this time, but that one extra innings game against the Angels either a week or two ago, I just didn't like the approach that the Blue Jays had in extra innings specifically, where it's just like he got a runner on second. Let's let's like I understand the value of hitting the ball. ball. Yeah, hit, like not even just small ball, but just like okay, we don't need to. You're obviously just swinging as hard as you possibly can right now. Come on, let's yeah, let's yeah. get the bat on the ball. Yeah. And do you know, that's part of being a young team. Like we saw the Astros kind of go through that phase. And I know I compared the Astros and Blue Jays. I mean, last week. They are comparable though. Yeah, no, for sure. The Blue Jays come up right now is very similar to the Astros come up. Just hopefully they don't resort to trash cans. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the Jays are such a young team. It is crazy. Like they've got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They got eight players on their active roster that are 30 years old or older. Everybody else is younger than 30. Yeah, the Giants are like the exact opposite. I think they have yeah. like maybe two or three players under 28. <laughs> the Giants rough. are not a young team right now. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? The Giants are out there surprising people right now. I'll, I'll take are. this as my opportunity, man. I mean, in second place in that division, like I don't think they'll end up there. But no. And the crazy part about them being in second place is they have a lot of hitters. A little quiet right now. I mean, Yastrzemski's really struggling. He's batting under 200. Brandon Belt's batting 150. Like, they have a lot of their better hitters really struggling right now. Anybody not named Evan Longoria and Buster Posey, pretty much, and Donovan Slano. Yeah. 
but and Tommy Lastella, but <laughs> everyone else is struggling. But man, Longoria, him breaking out this year, I'm so happy about that. I'm glad to see him playing. Yeah, that's good. He's looking like Ray's Longoria again. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. He he's someone I'm. He's kind of struggled ever since he's come out to San Francisco, and it's really nice to see him turn it around. Nah, I guess if we're taking this moment to shout out all of our uh, team affinities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Red Sox, they had a nine-game winning streak snapped uh, Thursday. I don't remember. They had snapped their most recent game. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, J.D. Martinez was on fire. He had a three-homer day. And on that same day, Devers had two homers, and he had a streak of four in a row and five in four games. And then uh, on a double header, when was it? I don't know what day it was, but <laughs> Alex Redugo over a double header had five hits, three RBI, a home run, and a game winning catch, which was like very eerily similar to Ben Intendi's uh, like game winning catch against the Astros in the ALCS. Yeah, they double they had a double header sweep of the Twins, which is not an easy team to um, double header sweep, I'd say. Um, but yeah, and like I remember going into the season talking about the Red Sox. Verdugo was one guy that I was like, I'd worry, I was worried about a little bit of a regression this year because looking at some of his advanced stats, his his numbers kind of played above what the type of quality contact he was making. But so far this year, he's basically doubled up on his hard hit percentage, and he's playing elite defense, and he's he's looking great. If anything, I feel like his numbers are a little less than what he's actually doing in terms of quality contact so it's been really nice to see yeah. he was the key piece in that mookie Betts trade right yeah him and jeter downs yep. okay that's what i thought yeah it's nice to see him coming around i mean he's been a good player so love yeah. to see it uh, i see you have a question here about the giants do you want to ask me that right now yeah i was watching like some giants recap or whatever and I saw that they have na- last names on the back of their home jerseys now. And I know for sure they didn't for a long time. And I don't know when it happened. Not on the home jerseys. Yeah, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's a change they made just because it, you know, I didn't like it at first. And now the more I watch it, the more I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. Because as they call up like random relievers that I don't know, it's not out here like a guessing game. Like, who is that? Like, yeah. I can just read the name and be like, oh, that's who it is. But I did like the uniqueness of those those Giants home unis were just it was just a number on the back. Yeah, it, it definitely did look clean and it doesn't look as clean anymore. I will admit that. But I think for the getting more people into baseball, I think it's almost kind of necessary. Yeah, because but also also the Giants have the advantage of black, orange, white and cream. That yeah. color scheme, do whatever you want. Oh, it's a great color. It'll scheme. look good. Yeah. No, those colors mesh so well with each other. But I, I think the main influence on it was just like getting your average fan more into baseball or getting your non-fan into baseball more. It's a harder learning curve when it's like, oh, yeah, watch this team. But you have to learn all the players' names. Otherwise, you'll have no clue who they are. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. So that's kind weird, of why they did but it. But I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. It's just like it just doesn't look as good to me. Like I'm just thinking about like classic Barry Bonds photos if like it also said Bonds on the back it just wouldn't yeah. look as cool yeah. but oh the thing is like if we, you always had it you would have never thought anything about it so yeah it, there's both sides to it I totally understand though there's part of me that misses the classic throw and honestly who knows they may do some like throwbacks with it from here time to time where you, you put yeah, it that'd on be cool. and that'd be cool to see 
Yeah, brief, brief speaking on throwbacks. Too many teams are bringing back powder blue. Stop it. <laughs> too many it teams. Been... Too many teams are doing it. Quit okay. it. I, I must admit, I love powder blue. I do like, too. Too I many don't teams. Like it. I don't like teams. it when half the league wants to look Too many teams. Blue. The Jays, the, the Jays and Royals can do it. It's in their color the twins, scheme. The twins can too. Sure. I feel like the Rangers could do it. <laughs> no, see, but that's the thing. No, no, no. Because these teams like like the Rangers or or uh, or the, the twins, you they like, yeah, you can do it. Because you did it in like the seventies, but like you gave it up. Stop. Leave it for the teams that kept it in their rotation. I, I don't think it should be a uh, primary for the twins or the Rangers, but I think it looks very good for them. Yes. It looks good. So I but understand it being too many teams. I, I don't think there should be more than like four or five though. I agree. There's like seven. Yeah. It's getting a little out of hand. Too much powder blue. Why? Right, I just want to see powder blue on the football field now. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. Put the Raiders out there. <laughs> no, don't, do that. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I want the Raiders to have an all black jersey. Side note, I think that would look sick. Just yeah, like looks all sick. black. I don't know why they haven't done that. Like for color rush, that's the yeah. biggest. Yeah, that doesn't ever. that doesn't make any sense. I think yeah, the number one thing all. that the NFL needs to do with their their jerseys is start doing alternate helmets. Yeah, dude. Oh, I saw an alternate helmet for the Raiders. It, actually, it was with that all black jersey, dude. It looked so sick. Alternate like, helmets have so so much room for for really cool stuff you know the steelers used to have like a gold base helmet and then with their little logo and for like an alternate jersey and that was and cool like when we look at baseball like the giants like most baseball teams have multiple like hats they wear like mm-hmm. yeah you the giants wear that standard all black with the orange logo most of the time but then they have the orange brim one they throw in every now and then yeah, it, it's cool just to throw in some variety, and the well, like NFL is yeah, definitely like the, missing out. The on Jays that. have a couple where they'll like they'll do the white panel on the front, or the sometimes they won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's I I think that's one thing that MLB does really dope, like a really good job of. Yeah, of just like mixing up their like jerseys and stuff. Well, you've also got 162 games. This is true. You got time. You'd get a to, little to boring with jerseys. We talked about that last time. <laughs> yeah, so I think I mean we kind of mentioned it a little bit now we, i don't know we kind of went over it going over the standings but the a is really bouncing back after having a rough start and yeah. they're they're right up there they're what well, they're third in their they're, division but they're, they're behind five, they're they're back to 500 I yeah mean, i'm not sure if we should be surprised by this like no we, we no. all kind of knew the start was like not the the we knew the a's were better than how they started i mean they started against what was it the astros and the dodgers am i right in saying that Yes. <laughs> yeah, like that is a brutal like right. way to start a season. Yeah, no doubt. Like at home, but still, <laughs> that's that, it's still the Astros yeah. and the Dodgers. Like two of the better teams from the like within the last five years. Like that, mm-hmm. you if you see that for your opening like two series, like you get a little sweat dripping down your forehead. Yeah, and I don't know who. I don't know. I'm sure there's some A's fans, but I don't know who came into the season thinking, okay. 13 games in Jed Lauer is going to be our MVP, but he <laughs> Jetty ball game, Jed Lowry out of, well, he wasn't out of baseball. He was on the Mets technically for two years, played, I don't know, a handful of games, literally did not get a single hit for the Mets. They paid him a ton. And he's, I mean, you can't blame him. He's just hurt, but he finally, and then he comes back to Oakland and he's just raking. He had a huge game tying home run, a part of their five, they came back five to nothing against the D backs on Tuesday, but yeah, shout, shout out. To- 
Yeah, Jed Lowry with the double flap helmet out there, you know. <laughs> you got to feel for the Mets, dude. Could you imagine? Dude dude plays pretty well. You pick him up, you pay him, then he does nothing. And then you're like, fine, we'll, let, we'll cut our losses, let him go. And then he balls out again. Yeah, I always love good homecomings, him coming back to Oakland. I mean, I know that's not where he started, but I feel like a lot of his best years were in Oakland. I'd just love to see it. Yeah, like in like very much hypothetical, but if like Jed Lowry were to go into the Hall of Fame, he would have an Oakland A's hat on, you know? Yeah, that, that is like as hypothetical. Yeah. As yeah. I don't Jed know about a Jed Lowry Hall of Fame did. I know, you know but I'm just saying in theory. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, something I do want to talk about, you haven't mentioned here, Madison Bumgarner has had three straight starts of five or more runs. And In five you know, or fewer Mike, innings, which is I worth can't noting. I can't talk. It's bad. Yeah. It, he's off to a horrible start. And I love Madison Bumgarner. And when we look back to those Giants teams, there's not many players that you could say makes the Hall of Fame. Probably Buster Posey. But other than that, Mad Bum is the only other one you can have an argument for. But I'm kind of worried with how he's playing with the Diamondbacks. Like, if he never turns it around, do you think he still gets in the Hall of Fame? Depends on how long he goes being so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I can see yeah. that. Like but if he just see. retires early and then I think he has a better shot, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I still hope he turns it around. I mean I mean, yeah, you don't want to see him do do this bad. He has three more seasons after this one. So yeah. That, if he's if, if he, he stays this bad and with the contract that the the bags gave him. Ooh, and yeah. it hurts for Arizona. So, oh, through 20 through 21, that is 12 games started, 55 and a third innings pitched. In those 55 and a third innings pitched, he's given up 69 hits, 48 runs, 47 of them earned, 16 homers. He's walked 21, and he's he struck out 45 in those. And yeah, so that's a. Dude, That's he's an not even ERA of seven sixty four. Jesus Christ! Yeah. yeah, he's not even averaging five innings a game. Like a start, That's rough. which is pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I love Madison Bumgarner. Obviously, something's not clicking for him out in Arizona. I really, really do hope he figures it out and turns it around. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. It's kind yeah. of tragic. Yeah, and you just always hate to see like a small market team you go out there, try and make a splash, pay someone, and then it just backfires. And then just because yeah. like so many small market teams are just, you know, scared to throw money out there. And the worst part about it is there's like a good chance when Madison Bumgarner leaves the Diamondbacks, if it's whenever it is, that he goes somewhere else and pitches pretty good. <laughs> like that's not out of the realm of possibilities. I'm kind of curious what Mad Bum, the reliever would look like if we see that towards the end of his career. But I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know if – well, it depends on if he gets traded or not because I think last I saw his contract, if he'll be pretty old by the time. Yeah. it's yeah, He'll be 34. When he, I think – 35 is free, uh, is a free agent. Yeah. I do yeah, think, though, crazy old. more teams should start taking aging starters and giving them relief roles. Dude, because Madison Bumgarner with his slider, like he could come out of the pin and do damage. Yeah. And I I think a hard part about that, though, is a pitcher like Mad Bum, who's been successful, who we're talking about potentially having a chance to go in the Hall of Fame one day. Like, how are you supposed to tell a potential Hall of Fame starter, hey, uh, you want to go to the bullpen? Like, you want to get paid less? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's like an ego thing that might be hard for some yeah. pitchers. Not all, but some pitchers to do. And yeah. with Madden on, it would be. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. It make no mistake. Though. Yeah. He's so not it, David Price going, hey, throw me in the bullpen. I'll, I'll just punch guys out. Madden's like, no, I'm starting opening day. I will throw <laughs> nine innings. I will hit two jacks. I'm not a fan of this Mad Bum slander out here. Uh, <laughs> what? That's not but slander. He's slandering my boy. I'm just kidding. You're he's okay. prideful. <laughs> he wants to go out there. He doesn't want to. He wants to throw the whole game every game. Yeah, no, I definitely get it. I see you got some trivia questions for us. You want to hit us with some, or you want me to go my, with mine first? Since um, mine's already written there. Yeah, you go yours first. I need to okay. get mine. So there's. I'm going to say there's two teams with an ERA under three. There's three of them, but one team hasn't pitched. Like I'll say at the Mets, they've only pitched 67 innings. So we're not going to count the Mets because they haven't played enough baseball. But of the teams that have played enough baseball, two teams that have pitched over a hundred innings have an ERA under three. Who would you guys guess are the two teams? I may guess one of them's the Giants. One of them is oh, the Giants. <laughs> it's a Brian question. One of them's the Giants. Okay. I mean, yes, but and the other one, the other one should be somewhat obvious. Uh, I don't know the other one. I know the Red Sox are like mid threes. The, the other one is actually the lowest ERA in all of baseball. It's the Padres. Yeah, the Padres. Are oh, yeah, Padres. Fire. Makes uh, sense. The Dodgers are super close. They're 3.02, yep. which is pretty crazy. So the, the three lowest ERAs are all out of one division. The NL yep. West is pretty insane but, right now. But here's, but I have, I sort of have a follow up that's really an interesting follow up to this, which is how they're getting these ERAs. Oh, I was, yeah. Because it. the Giants are number one in the entire MLB for fielding percentage, mm-hmm. and the Padres are dead last. Yeah. And building on top of that, the Padres have given up 106 hits, and the Giants have given up 85. Yeah. So it's the giants are just keeping the ball to the infielders and playing great defense. Yeah. And the Padres are just striking people out, <laughs> which is yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. So to put it in perspective, the giant, the Padres lead the league in strikeouts and the giants are 22nd in the league in strikeouts. Yeah. It's, it's so- just so interesting how two teams can, can get similar, similar results in just polar opposite ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, crazy. Yeah. The giants, Honestly, the Giants' defense was probably one of my biggest concerns coming into the year, and it's pretty crazy that they lead the league in fielding percentage now. Yeah. But it's because the pitchers are pitching great, and they're hitting it right at the infielders, and then we got Brandon Crawford playing. Dude, Brandon Crawford's playing some of the best defense I've seen from him in a long time. He's looking like Gold Glove Crawford again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's looking great there, man. There's something about... There's something about how smooth he moves and his hair just like flaps behind him as he goes for a ground ball. It's great. I love it. All about the flow, baby. <laughs> yeah, you got to love the flow. But then let's flip the other side of this question. What two teams are the worst ERA in the league, do you think? The worst ERA? I, I kind of threw this out of just out of the blue, and actually one of them really surprises me. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's probably still – it's probably a team that just got rocked hard early. Is it like Oakland? The Oakland Ra- is one. The Rangers. The Rangers are actually the Rangers are. Whoa! I don't even see them in the bottom ten. Oh, they got the it. Rangers. <laughs> the Rangers are doing okay. The Rangers are fourteenth in the league in ERA. That it's gonna is be pretty. It's gonna surprising. be teams that got rocked early. It's gonna be like Oakland or like Detroit or like Pittsburgh. It's actually none of those. The other yeah, team, which, solid. 
The team that Pittsburgh's actually in the bottom five, but <laughs> uh, they had a the, solid first game. <laughs> yeah, the, and then the, they got the destroyed. Worst team in the league is the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, I, I didn't that that kind of surprised me. I did not expect the St. Louis Cardinals to be the worst ERA team in the league. Also, quick shout out about the Cardinals. Aaron Otto's looking like he's adapting to not hitting in Coors Field just fine. I, I, just, I don't know yeah. why people are like, I don't know why that was a debate. That, like, yeah. <laughs> like he's a really good hitter. Like you put a really good hitter in any stadium. You want to know what they're going to do? They're going to hit. Like, <laughs> Yeah. If you put him in high altitude, he's going to hit it really far. <laughs> yeah. But like maybe he'll hit a little less home runs, but it's not like Aaron Otto couldn't hit on the road when he was with Colorado. Like right. the dude could hit. <laughs> Yeah, Trevor's story is the one who has those like crazy home away splits. I think, right? Am I crazy in saying that? Yeah. Well, Arenado's splits were still pretty crazy, but like his road stats weren't bad. It's just yeah, like his exactly. home stats are incredible because it's yeah. Colorado. Trevor's story. I'm gonna look it up right now. I think Trevor's story has like pretty bad road splits. Um. All right, but Noah, you got your time. questions ready. Whatever. I you got my questions was, ready. I will. So. It's, it's a little two-parter. I'll give you hints as we go, but it's just, can you name, we'll start off with the AL, the top 10 war leaders. So basically the top oh. top 10 MVP candidates. We'll start off with the AL right now. Uh, oh, shit. Well, oh, man. I'm going to throw leaders. Let uh, me know if you need a hint. I'm going to throw Vlad. In there? Vlad Jr. Vlad Jr. is number yeah. five. Yeah, okay. he, he should okay. be up there. He, he got off to a hot start. Uh see in the al you said right is uh didn't bregman get off to a hard start is bregman there bregman is not in the top five okay oh we're we're doing top five i thought you said top 10 okay top 10 i'm sorry yeah he's not in the top 10 sorry okay (laughs) as i had my cursor on guerrero who's on five (laughs) man that's a tough question dude so are we doing just offense wait are we doing just offensive it's pitchers too Mer- oh. Yermin Mercedes is yeah, oh, number eight. Pitchers too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is then Glass now there? Glass now should be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, Garrett Cole's been really good too, isn't he? Garrett Cole's number seven. Does Does Otani get combined war? Oh, Otani's oh. not top ten. Oh, <laughs> we're we're forgetting the MVP, Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton's Buxton. number one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We I was like we just talked about it last week. Oh, then uh. You gotta throw the goat out there, right? Mike Trout is he there? Mike Trout's number two. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> did we say? That's... Did uh, Adam throw out your mean Mercedes? I, I threw yes. out your mean. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be somebody weird. Wait, somebody how, who's how like many, the, who's hitting home runs have, or something. How many do we have left? Um. Yeah. One, two, three, four left. You got number ten. Okay. okay. Number nine. Like... Number three, and tied for fifth. I'm is... not gonna say Noah's as biased as me. But I'm gonna throw JD Martinez out there. JD Martinez is number ten. Yeah, oh, I can see that. It. Is it gonna be somebody ridiculous like Wilson Ramos or something? Somebody who's just like the only person on their team doing something? There's one that I think you will not get. One, uh, they he 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 was part of the sweep of the Boston Red Sox to start. Speedy oh, center fielder. Sure. Oh, uh, uh, Cedric Mullins. Cedric yeah. Mullins is number nine. Interesting. That um, I would never have got that. Wow. Tied for, tied for Very fifth. Interesting. He's on the Kansas City Royals, former Washington Nationals, um, <laughs> center fielder. Oh, uh, wait. 
Who went from the Nationals to the Royals? Am I tripping? He's not a big name, but oh, is he the fast guy? Yeah, I can't he think was of his fast. name. I can't think of his name, but I could see him. Uh, uh, <laughs> Michael Taylor. Yeah, that's Michael Taylor. Yeah, that's Michael Taylor. <laughs> yeah. That's and number three, he's on the Houston Astros, not Bregman. Guriel Astros. Guriel. Yuli Guriel. Yes. Yeah, yes. Guriel. Interesting. Okay. Do you want do you want to do the same thing with the NL? Uh, sure. Sure. Oh my Perfect. gosh! I just realized something very interesting. I'm, I'm gonna throw a Cunha but, out there. Oh wait, wait. What the heck? What the heck? That's oh, right. Well, I'm just gonna assume. Give me one second. But yeah, Cunha is on there for Turner. sure. Uh, um, oh, wait, the no-hitter no guy, Musgrove. Joe Musgrove's been so hot. Wait, sorry. I, I, there's something messed up. But now I'm there. So yeah, Acuna's number one. Justin oh, Turner? Okay. Joe Musgrove's on there. Justin Turner's on there, yes. But what about the other Turner? Trey Turner? Uh, wait, did Trey you say Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mitch Hanniger. He's, He's in the, in the AL. AL. Oh, AL. So, duh. Sorry. I was like, I'm just like thinking of like other fielders. Sorry, it is Trey Turner, not Justin Turner. Justin Turner's oh. not on here. <laughs> what? Justin Turner is not up there for war? Yeah. He's hitting great. out of his mind. Let's see. He's he's number two in offensive war, but wait, oh. how is he not? Wait, yeah. his defense he's must hitting be out of his mind. His defense must be really bad. Uh, yeah, it must be it's, terrible. It, it's weird. So number four on the total war list is 1.1. And Justin Turner has a 1.1 offensive war. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. does he have negative defensive he war? And it's just negative. like real bad. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, That's weird. All right. So wait, who do we have? We have Acuna. We have Trey Turner. Uh-huh. Uh, Musgrove. Uh, Musgrove. Is it just going to be all NL West people? <laughs> a lot of <laughs> NL West people. Jake McGee. <laughs> no, definitely not Jake McGee. <laughs> That's worth a try. I mean, he does Bauer? have a lot of saves. Bauer is That's not up there. Trying to think who else from the NL. Um, I'll give you a hint about one that's tied for 10th. He pitched last night in the Dodgers Padres game at the yeah. Oh, it uh is it gonna be a position player pitch? Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh. Is it is it Jake Cronenworth? No. Cronenworth, yes. Cronenworth, yeah. Interesting. I could see that. Yeah, he's like top five in hits right now. Um okay. Colorado Roddy, Colorado Roddy's? Roddy's. The, the Roddy. I mean, that's you know close enough. Uh, Someone oh, on the Rockies, Mc, McMahon. Yes, McMahon's third. Okay. Interesting. Um, wow, really? Yeah, oh, I mean, he's so, doing okay, well. There, is Corey Seager there? Corey Seager is not. Then it has to be the uh, Mac Monk, Mac, Max Monk, Muncie. Muncie. Yes, Muncie's second. Okay. okay. Wow, I did not realize Muncie was that hot to start the year. Okay, here's a starting. Castellanos? Castellanos not. Wow, that's such a kind of his yeah. defense. He's, he's, he's his defense down a little bit. Yeah. Um, a starting pitcher who had a dueling no hitter opening week. He he dueled oh, with uh, someone. They both had no hitters going late into the game. It's one Degrom. I don't know if that's the one you're talking. Degrom about. is on there. That's not who I'm hinting Degrom at. Degrom should be on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of Degrom. There was oh man, there've been a couple of good pitching duels. Who the heck was uh, pitching? It was on? it was the Twins versus this the team that this player is on. Is is it? I, I'm just gonna throw this out here because he dominated the Giants, and I saw his stats and was surprised. Is Wade Miley on the list? Wade Miley is number ten. Oh, nice. Hey. Not who I was going for, but <laughs> yeah. Wade I was just Miley. 
Dude, he, he dominated the Giants this week, and I was looking at his stats before he played, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's dealing this year. <laughs> but this pitcher that I was getting at is on the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, oh, it's uh, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. And that dude's one, been on fire. Yeah. Hmm. One last guy. He is on the Rockies as well. Man, how are the Rockies trash with some? Is it? Is well, it they're the... trash because they have two people who are up here in war, and then no one else. <laughs> is it uh, um, Gray John Gray? John Gray. There you go. I would I would never have guessed John Gray was in the top ten. I just I didn't know who yeah. else because I knew Story's not off to a hot start, and I didn't know who else would really. Definitely some surprising names. Yeah, yeah the NL. Sure. I feel like the NL is way more surprising than the American League. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what is all right? I gotta I gotta check out what Justin Turner's defense. I'm kind of curious what the Giants yeah, were because he's been hitting so well. He's batting like he's batting over 400. Um, let's see who else has well, I'm looking up the war now. Oh, Ronald Acuna has negative defensive war, <laughs> hmm. and Buxton has Buxton has positive. That's kind of funny, it cancels it out for the two of them. Yeah, because like Acuna has a 1.5 offensive, Buxton has 1.2, but then they both have 1.3 overall. Yeah, Justin Turner has negative 0.3 defensive war. Okay, that's not true. Who has the worst defensive war? <laughs> that's what I want to know. The worst defensive <laughs> war. Oh man. Um. Oh. Uh, oh, Ryan Mountcastle has got to have a horrible defensive war. He the looked- worst defensive war. Oh, it's uh, Justin Turner and Eric Hosmer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't look right. That is right. Dang. I know. It's two guys that, that you think are solid out there. Yeah. And then the six above them are Castellanos, Acuna Jr., Profart, Lowry, and Perez, Salvador Perez. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Let's but Chad Lowry rakes. <laughs> Let's look at bottom for offensive war. Oh my! <laughs> what is it, Joe Panic? <laughs> oh, okay, that's not war. Okay, that's something different. Okay, I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> no, it's You're... Anthony Santander. Oh, Santander. 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 Wow, Pete Alonso is pretty down here too. Yeah, he's been struggling. struggling. He's fallen. I feel like well, since his first bit. year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like I think he's gonna be solid, but I don't I don't think he's gonna be a star. Uh, yeah, I, I think he'll be like a let's see, what's a good comparison for Pete Alonso? Hmm. Like I, I think know. I think what Luke Boyd is is kind of his peak. Ooh, I think Voigt's better than Alonso right now. That's why I said it's his peak. I I think that's Alonso's like career peak. It's an interesting comparison. Yeah. I can I can see he's it. Just a power guy. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say Voigt's better than Alonzo now, though. That obviously he's the home run leader from last year. <laughs> like he was not playing. That's definitely. <laughs> Dude, also I think my favorite thing about Jer- for those of you that don't know who Jared Carabas is, he's a big name, and uh, he does a baseball podcast. But all his Yankees tweets where he's like, <laughs> Yankees tied the game, and it's like down eight nothing, hitting a home run. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying at that tweet, dude. <laughs> Ooh, you have any more trivia questions for us, Noah? No, that was a that's like a nice little uh, guessing the top ten war, seeing like kind of, I guess we're the early MVP races right now. Ryan McMahon much higher than I thought. No. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I did not expect Ryan McMahon anywhere near the top there. Um, 
But yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure if you have a question that you want our opinions on, if you want us to tell you that your team sucks or that they're good, we'll do that. Unless you want me to say the Dodgers are good, you'll never hear that from me. I mean, they are good, though. They are good. They are very good. Trash. That's why we have three people on this. So when one person's being biased, the other two people could be like, wait, you're biased. Yes, when one person in particular is being biased. (laughs) Which may or may not always be me. Uh, (laughs) Hope you guys had a great time listening. You guys got anything else to say? No, it's fun. Excited to keep doing this. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.